Best on the Board is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Ticket prices drop right before the game starts, and because GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, they're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. Lots of great football matchups happening this weekend. If you're in Dallas, the Cowboys and the Rams, you got the Bills and Steelers, Sunday Night Football, a lot on the line there for those two teams as well. So if you are looking to check out, it doesn't even have to be a sports game, it could be music or theater as well Um, fire up the game time app just minutes before the event watch the ticket prices drop it's a two-tap checkout the game time app is simple quick and easy to navigate download the game time app in the google play or app store and score last minute deals on tickets up to 60 percent off best on the board and welcome to week 15 of the NFL week 15 already just a couple weeks away from playoffs we are in the middle of fantasy football playoffs I'm Chris Meany of the Athletic joined by Michael Beller of the Athletic what's going on Beller how are you man I'm doing well, Meanie. I'm feeling good. I'm uh, into those fantasy football playoffs, uh, my two most important leagues. I'm in the semis in both of those, so I feel good. Uh, those two wins took the sting off of what was one of my worst ATS weeks of the season, especially compared with the rest of uh, with the consensus. It seemed like an easy week for everyone else. Not so good a week for me, so at least uh, one of the two sides of uh, my uh, football life was uh, was successful last weekend. Can't have it all. It's true. Again, again. <laughs> we we want it all, and yeah. we want you guys listening to have it all as well. But uh, unfortunately, you know, it doesn't work that way. Uh, yeah, you mentioned an easy week, quote unquote easy week. I suppose there were a lot of you know plays late in games that that swung things different ways. This is the first time that you know when we're doing our week fourteen audit where we have a couple pushes. You two, three and two. Myself, four and three. Um, got the push in Minnesota and Tampa Bay. Uh, got the late touchdown there from Detroit, which helped me out in another pool because. One of my pools is just whatever the spread opened up as, so it was sixteen and a half. So I went with Detroit that way. So I got that, and then you know the other side wasn't able to to get Green Bay. But uh, thirteen wins for me, and I still didn't win Beller. I did not win my my week. <laughs> it's crazy. And it's only three wrong. Come on, man. It is crazy. Uh, so a little bit of an audit here. For me, as I mentioned, four and three. We were both on the Bengals. We got that one. Depending on, you know, it was seven at kickoff. We mentioned Wednesday. We talked, I think it was eight and a half, but we also, I I know I had mentioned it was ten and a half. It had opened up. Do it now before it goes the other way. And it started to move in Cincinnati's favor. A lot of the money was coming there. So hopefully you were on the right side of that. We both had the Bengals. Um, I had Miami, the Giants, which really seemed like they were actually going to win that football game at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we were both on the Chiefs. And then we both had the Saints. What a what a game that was, though, Beller. Unbelievable. I mean, 49ers yeah. and Saints, game of the year, right? Oh, absolutely. That was one that uh, I, I really locked in on on the early slate. I watched most of it with uh, my other TV on Red Zone Channel. And even though I was, because of my picks, pulling for the Saints technically to uh, win that game by a field goal, uh, I was not sad to lose that one. Just a, a no. great football game. If you uh, if you can't find joy in that game because you lost your bet, you should probably give up betting, right? <laughs> and give, give up picking because there's no reason to ruin your entertainment level on that uh, on a game like that because of uh, what you picked. That was just a, a great game, and hope I really hope we get to see it again at some point in January. 
We may. We we may. And I had the Saints just when we talked before about pools where you just pick your own spread. I had them by one, so it was looking pretty perfect there. But Jimmy G answered a lot of questions for me, and I had some. I had a ton of them because I, even though they had beat the Packers a couple weeks ago, I still I wasn't super impressed, and they had that game against Seattle where I really didn't think he was all that great at all. The two games against Arizona, it's like, okay, it's the Cardinals. He threw eight touchdowns in those two games against the Cardinals. But I, I don't know about you, but – did he answer some questions for you? Because that was the game that I felt like he has to win one of those games where it's a shootout, and he's not just relying on the defense. And to me, he answered a few questions in that matchup. Yeah, I agree with you completely. And not just him answering the questions, but uh, this offense showed us that they can win in more in more ways than one. Yeah. And they brought everything to the table in that game. Jimmy G had a big one. Raheem Mostert had a big one. A couple of trick plays that they threw yeah. in with a ton of success. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, we're going to talk about them in, in in a little bit, obviously, with their uh, game this week. Big favorites against Atlanta. Uh, I am no longer afraid of this San Francisco team being double-digit favorites. No, not at all. Um, some question marks in their secondary defensively, but you're right. I mean, they were, I thought Kyle Shanahan was just terrific, some of his play calling. You know, he, I thought he really showed up Sean Payton, and it was just a, a very fun football game. So you and I are on the same page. I would not be disappointed at all if uh, we – we saw those two teams go toe to toe in the Super Bowl. Uh, just again, quickly with not the, the Super Bowl, meaning the NFC or the NFC. Sorry, the Super or... Bowl is, is not going to happen. <laughs> it, it, that cannot happen, guys. But yeah, just yeah, in in the playoffs, and we may. And, and it's crazy. Yeah. Teams are jumping all around. I mean, the Saints. Uh, we mentioned the heading into that week with the 49ers for the fifth seed. Now they're the one seed. Uh, there's still a lot to play for, especially with the Saints. And you know, having them on Monday Night Football against the Colts clinched a couple weeks ago, but still a lot to play for for that team and you know they want to be playing in the dome come playoff time and when they get deeper into the playoffs so yeah you know we're not going to see those two teams <laughs> in the Super Bowl at all but I want to see them play again so yeah. um Arizona unfortunately for you with the, with the Cardinals yeah. and the Texans how about the Texans yeah, my man. goodness was that just a classic <laughs> letdown spot would they go ahead and they beat the Pats and then they play the Broncos they were never in that football game right from the start it, it, as soon as Drew Locke marched down the field and got the touchdown, then there was a second one. I'm like, oh my goodness, they're, they're not. They may not even win this game, let alone cover the nine Beller. What a Jekyll and Hyde team! I mean, right? right. Got, when they beat the Patriots, they beat the Chiefs, they lose to the Broncos oh, at home. Goodness. I mean, this team has got itself into some crazy spots this season. Um, I do think they bounce back this week, but uh, yeah, that was one that once they went down fourteen nothing, I pretty much chalked it up as a loss. Stopped paying attention to it. Yeah, and uh, just you know, it's, unless you are one of those rock solid elite of the elite teams. That's going to happen. Uh, this is the NFL, and that's going to happen. And uh, sometimes you just got to take your lumps. So uh, I, I do think the Texans bounce back this week, and that's another one of the more interesting games in the Week 15 docket. Yeah, the division certainly you know still up for grabs. Two of their final three games, including this week against the Titans. So uh, another there's there's a few good matchups here this week, and then Minnesota as we mentioned, and then Tampa Bay in there as well. So two, three, and two, a couple pushes for the first time I think all year, and then four and three for myself. So if you're just new to the show by this time, <laughs> thanks for taking the time to hang out. We'll welcome yeah, you at any we appreciate point. It still. Absolutely, give Beller a follow at M Beller at myself at Chris Meany. Please rate, review, subscribe. If you don't have a subscription at the Athletic now. It's time to do so you can get 40 percent off by heading over to the athletic.com slash best on the board we'll get you 40 percent off we will have another show on friday so you'll be able to listen to that show if you do have a subscription we'll lock in our picks talk about some some injuries because there's still a few guys who are who are definitely questionable and yeah I, last week was probably the worst week when it comes to injuries Beller. there were some big names who are now done for the year 
Oh yeah, it was uh, a really tough one, and uh, no discrimination either across the board. Uh, we had some quarterback injuries, some running back injuries, some wide receiver injuries, yeah. and there's going to be a huge effect, a domino effect, uh, because of some of those injuries. Uh, if you are a a big Mike Evans buyer back in August, like me, uh, if you're still yeah. alive, uh, man, that one that one hurts because I, I bought into Evans, uh, which also led to me buying into Jameis Winston. Yep. Without him, uh, man, I mean, both those guys. Obviously, Evans takes a huge hit, but so does Jameis Winston without his number one receiver. And I don't care about Chris Godwin. We've, Mike Evans is the number one right. receiver. Right. And and, and and now it's you know it's a trickle-down effect, right? Now Slay is definitely going to be on Godwin. How, how great is Jameis going to be? So, again, we've said this before with Jameis, and we've laughed and we joked about him and his fantasy numbers. Again, it was it was classic Jameis last week with a bunch of turnovers and then all the touchdowns and finishing yep. as a top three quarterback in fantasy. And now, like heading into this week, he's he's second in yards, he's second in touchdowns, but all those interceptions, all those turnovers. But yeah, he, we don't care about that from fantasy land. He's been pretty good to to owners. So uh, again, theathletic.com slash best on the board, and you'll have you'll be able to listen to a lot of shows. Miller, we mentioned it last week. You're part, you're part of Miles Moore Madness. That's great. I, I, I listened to last week's episode, uh, Tim Miles and CJ Moore. It's some great stuff there if you're into college basketball. Uh, we have your show with Emery Hunt, the advanced route, my show with the throwback. We went through some starts and sits today, too. So there's lots of stuff available for you guys to check out. So make sure you get a subscription and check us out on Friday when we lock in our picks. But let's get to Week 15 because there are some really good games. We have Buffalo and Pittsburgh. That's right, Buffalo and Pittsburgh, primetime Sunday night. A lot on the line there, both of those teams right now as if the NFL ended today the season ended today they would be uh, two wild card spots there we have the Rams and Cowboys a lot up for grabs there and then I mentioned earlier the Texans and the Titans uh, a lot on the line there as well so let's start with the Thursday night football game Lamar Jackson is going to play so owners can take a you know side Lamar Jackson is going to play because there were some question marks that he was limited, but you know, with the short week Thursday night football, he is going to play 14 and a half point favorites Baltimore against the Jets. The total at 45, 29.75, the team implied total for Baltimore. It looks like Mark Andrews is going to play as well. And the Jets 15 team implied total Lev Bell did not play last week. A lot has been made that he went bowling and shot over a hundred and that he hasn't had a hundred yard. Yeah, he did, but he hasn't had a hundred yard game on the ground. That was maybe his, (laughs) his best showing of the season. Jokes aside, um, it does, honestly, I know it's the Jets. It does feel like a lot of points, especially for a Thursday night football game, 14 and a half. If I had to choose it, I probably will lean Baltimore. But this Jets defense, it hasn't been awful, Beller. What, do you have a feel at all between this Thursday night matchup? Yeah, the thing that scares me the most about potentially backing the Ravens is can't they uh, just go bare bones in this game, right? You've got Lamar banged up. Yeah. You've got Mark Andrews banged up, and he's been banged up literally all season. I mean, can't you just scale the, the game plan way back you're far superior to the Jets. You are uh, have the easy inside track now to the number one overall seed in the AFC, home field advantage throughout that side of the playoffs. I mean, you can easily uh, pull things back, uh, come off the throttle a little bit, and win this game like 20-10, to 10, can't you? Uh, yeah. th- so that's what scares me the most about backing the Ravens. Like, I-, I do not expect to see the, full, uh, the full-on Lamar Jackson show in this one, and that's why I'm a little bit concerned about backing them with 15. I am not getting anywhere near the Jets on the other side of this, right. but for me, a pretty easy stay away. This just has all the makings of a uh, of like a, a B plus game plan from the from the Ravens, and they know that they're the superior team. They're playing at home; they can win this without you know blowing them out of the water. They just take their easy win and move on to next week. 
Yeah, I think that's that's possible. And, and who knows how how much Lamar Jackson's going to play in the fourth quarter if they're up by a couple scores. And there's mm-hmm, always mm-hmm. that that you know you could get that backdoor cover. A lot of things in play here, so easily uh, a stay away from me. Sixty two percent of the bets so far have come in on the Baltimore Ravens. But yeah, I would imagine this is a lot like the Thursday night game we talked about before with, with Minnesota and Washington. Really, Minnesota not showing a whole lot, just getting through that game without any injuries and just moving on and looking at, at the big picture. So let's move over to Sunday. We have the Buccaneers, three-and-a-half-point favorites, on the road in Detroit against the Lions. Um, this one opened up at four. Um, in some spots, we're looking at Westgate right now currently, so sticking at three-and-a-half. No, Mike Evans. Is that scary at all? Because this is a you know this is a, a Tampa team that has played pretty good football lately. They've been good all year against running backs, and Detroit doesn't have a whole lot to offer offensively. They can't do a whole lot on the ground, regardless of the matchup with Bo Scarborough. And now we have Marvin Jones, who's done for the season. Kenny Galladay um, has been good over the past couple weeks with David Blau, but. I just don't know where the points are going to come from from Detroit. I, I don't know if I feel confident backing the Bucks by more than a field goal, but I do feel like they definitely win this football game. Yeah, this is another one that's pretty easy for me to stay away from for all the reasons that you just mentioned. Uh, the Lions are uh, you know, playing out the string at this point of the season. They already didn't have a ton on offense to begin with. Now you go down Marvin Jones, uh, take a huge piece of the offense away from David Blau. Uh, even without Mike Evans, uh, Tampa Bay comes into this with superior players at pretty much every position. I mean, across the board offensively, uh, you put in a check mark next to Tampa Bay in this one. But should this team really be favored by more than a field goal on the road without their best offensive player? Like, I'm not so sure, especially yeah. when they are very beatable through the air themselves. Even without Marvin Jones out there for Detroit, uh, we saw David Blau have a decent enough performance uh, in his first start against the Bears on Thanksgiving. That is a much better pass defense than Tampa Bay's. Uh, I just think that there's too much of a, of a possibility of Detroit you know, keeping this game closer, even winning it outright. So, I just don't trust Tampa Bay. If this game were like Tampa minus four and a half or five and a half with Mike Evans, I would probably go uh, Tampa there. But uh, Mm. you take that guy off the field for this team. And as we talked about, the domino effect that's going to be felt. And Jameis Winston, too, playing with a broken thumb on his throwing hand. And he's going to be able to play through that. Like maybe he's not quite the same. Um, So just easy stay away from me. I I guess I lean Tampa Bay. But this is a game that uh, I I just don't have a ton of confidence in, no matter which side I end up going with. There's always a fear, too, that Jameis just ruins it for you and throws a couple picks or turns yeah. it over. Like that's, always possible. Yeah, that's definitely in play as well. Um, okay, Eagles and Redskins. Uh, I was pretty happy to get the, the Giants last week. I didn't have to sweat that one out. And Philadelphia opening up at six-point favorites now, four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Washington to take on the Redskins, who, by the way, have hung around in a lot of football games lately. Um, they covered against Green Bay. They they yeah. won two games prior to that. Blood. so. Yeah, uh, they play at a they play at a really really slow pace, uh, but they have found a way to to hang around in, in football games, and I think they're going to hang around in this one too. I, I know that the Eagles need this win, and they squeak one out late, but there's a lot of concerns in Philadelphia right now. Alshon Jeffrey is done for the season, at least the regular season. If the Eagles squeak in there, maybe we'll see him. But he heard uh, a pop in his foot. That's never a good thing. Lane Johnson is considered week to week. You know, he's a big part of that offensive line. And and towards the end of the game, I mean, there were in that final drive, I believe they had. Zach Ertz, he talked about how he's playing a lot of wide receiver in that football game late. Um, J.J. Aristega-Whiteside left that game. He's questionable. Nelson Aguilar is questionable. Uh, Jordan Howard's still not cleared for contact. Uh, what We're going to get excited about Greg Ward and Joshua Perkins. I mean, those were the guys <laughs> who were on the field late at the end of that football game. So 
I'm not going to pick this one in my seven, but I do feel like this is going to be a field goal game. I honestly do. I think that Washington will be able to keep this one close, and I just don't have a lot of confidence with the Eagles uh, winning by four and a half or winning by five points. So um, I don't know. Do you have a do you have a feel there? Because there's a lot of question marks in Philly right now. Yeah, uh, I'm totally with you yet again, Meany. Another very easy stay away from me uh, for a lot of the same yeah. reasons uh, that we talked about in uh, at least on the on the underdog side. A lot of the same reasons I said in Ravens Jets. I just don't really ever trust Washington as bad of a team as they've been all season, and they're not going to have Darius Geis available to them in this game. So uh, it's hard for me to really want to back them. But I mean, all those injuries in Philly, it's ridiculous, right? It's crazy, yeah. and you know they finally got the cooking in the second half against the Giants but that is you know a really bad team and they're playing at home in that game and they really needed you know 30 minutes of football before they were able to get things going and they only got to 24 points because this game had to play an overtime period too so I mean it's it's very hard to trust Philadelphia's offense with all the injuries that they're dealing with and so that makes it uh, hard for me to really want to get in bed with them in a game where they're going to have to win by five against a team as you said in Washington that even though they've been losing a lot of games they have been sticking around with their opponents more often than not at least in the recent term so a, a pretty easy game for me to stay away from yet again uh, just because of uh, what we see from uh, the Eagles in, in, with their injuries it's just I mean, this could be another slog for them. And it's hard to cover by five if you slog your way through an entire half. And I don't think any of us would be – I mean, this team was really struggling in the first halves of games all season long before they had all their injuries hit. Just not a well-designed team once they lost to Sean Jackson. And without that explosive threat, you have a bad half. The threat of that is always there for this Philadelphia team. It becomes very hard to win a game by five points. So uh, the Eagles are a team that – I just can't really uh, back with a, a ton of confidence laying five points against almost anyone on the road. Yeah, it's just a whole lot of Zach Ertz, and there's really just nothing else to get excited about in this offense. I mean, my goodness, if Ertz was to go down and Carson Wentz. Josh McCowan, there were reports that McCowan was ready to play wide receiver. Yeah, he was the, the emergency wide receiver, right? <laughs> Never even heard of that before. I've heard of heard of emergency catchers and emergency quarterbacks. Never heard of an emergency (laughs) wide receiver. And that's the state that this Philadelphia team is in right now. Yikes! That's uh, that's ugly. I may have to lean Washington, but like I said, I'm not. uh, Just with these two teams, it's a clear stay away. Are you getting involved with Packers Bears? I am going to get involved with Packers Bears, and I'm going to take the Packers. Um, Laying four and a half at home against the Chicago team. Uh, Credit where credits due, the Bears have looked much better. Over the last month, now, to be fair, there are some pretty soft wins in there uh, a couple of times against Detroit, uh, Dallas. Uh, they, they dominated that game. you got to give them credit for that. Dallas, yes. obviously, we're, we've learned what that team really is uh, recently. So even though it was a dominant win, it's you know a mediocre team that they beat in Dallas. Uh, but still, credit where it's due. Uh, the Bears uh, have played a lot better, uh, especially offensively, the last month or so. And Mitch Trubisky looked truly excellent. In that game against Dallas, I would say the best game of his career to this point. Uh, but having said all that, it's Green Bay. It's at home. They're clearly the better team. Uh, they're still playing for an NFC North uh, crown, uh, at least one game at home, if not maybe getting a bye in the playoffs. And with the Vikings on tap for this team in Week 16, it's a huge game for Green Bay. They can't let a, a home game against an inferior opponent get away from them. This is an absolute must win for both teams, really, obviously, but the Packers have a ton at stake in this one, even though they are comfortably 
headed to the playoffs. Uh, I, I think that they can give the Bears a lot of trouble on the ground, even though uh, it sounds like Akeem Hicks might be able to make his return for the Bears. That would obviously shore up the run defense, but still, I think they can really get after the Bears with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams on the ground. Uh, I, I just think that the Packers are uh, the better team in this one playing at home. Uh, the spread is fair, but uh, I'm going to back Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to back the Packers offense, and uh, I'm going to make the Packers one of my seven plays of the week. Yeah, I think the spread is fair to uh, open up, depending on where you look, open up at some spots at seven, minus seven Green Bay, uh, minus six and a half Westgate. But now, yeah, now, as you mentioned, four and a half, the total sitting at 41. So that hasn't budged uh, at all. Some spots, 40, 40 and a half there. I think it'll be a low scoring game. And yeah, Trubisky has looked good recently. Why do you think that is? Is getting Anthony Miller more involved? Like, is he just healthy now? Like, why? What's with the sudden change? Uh, yeah, I think uh, both of those have something to do with it. Uh, you know, people, and myself included, I'm guilty of this. You know, I sort of glossed over the the injury that he suffered right in the middle of the season to his shoulder. Um, you know, we should have maybe given him a little bit of slack for coming back from that as quickly as he did and expected a little bit of rust to be there. Um, the opponents have been relatively soft the last few weeks as well. Like I said, a couple of games against Detroit. Um, you got, uh, you've got, uh, uh, Dallas last week so uh, defenses that uh, definitely took a step down in weight class from where the Bears were in like the second quarter of their season and you know maybe just uh, a little bit of a turning of the corner the one thing that we did see last week that we hadn't seen from Trubisky a ton this season was using his legs and using his legs not only with purpose but by design from Matt Nagy and maybe that was something that got taken out of the playbook after he suffered that shoulder injury and they wanted to make sure he was 100% no heightened risk of re-injury before they brought that back. So, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see what they're able to do the last three weeks. Trubisky is going to be a Chicago Bear in 2020. He's 99% going to be their starting quarterback. So it'll be interesting to see, even if they don't make this dream run and make the playoffs, which is not going to happen, what he does against three really good opponents, Green Bay, Kansas City, and Minnesota to close the season. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to lean with the Packers. They're not going to be my seven. I, I think if it was six and a half, I would probably go Chicago. That's where it opened up. But of course, we're not getting that line anymore. I, I do think it'll be a tight game, but you know, Packers at home, um, a must-win game. You mentioned Chicago's still hanging around, but uh, just slightly. Uh, they, they have turned their season around a little bit, but they're a definite long shot to, to make the playoffs. How about the New England Patriots? Another loss from them. we got to give ourselves uh, some credit with KC. We talked about, I think you, your exact words, this is a layup. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> I mean, not only did we get the the spread, but KC just straight out won the football game. So they were nice uh, road dogs, and we, we got a piece of that. It was, it was nice to see. But now New England two straight losses they've lost three of their last five games the two wins that they had in Philadelphia 17 to 10 the touchdown on a trick play uh, the week after that against Dallas 13 to 9 so a couple of their wins they've really had to squeeze uh, squeak out and now against a Bengals team maybe this is a spot for them to to get right they open up at 11 point favorites they're nine and a half point favorites against Cincinnati mentioned last week the Bengals defense has been much better and I think I've mentioned the show hear that podcast growling on a lot a lot of times you here. love those guys so they yeah, paying really you to do. do so they paying you by the mention listen this was a cool stat <laughs> that that i saw was teams since 2007 when they had over 100 more yards than the opponent and they won the turnover battle teams were 220 0 and 1 the Bengals won the turnover battle. They had over 100 more yards than the Browns, and they still found a way to lose that game as typical Cincinnati. But I think that just goes to show, again, their defense has just been really good over the past few weeks. It's been a lot better. A lot of the public really betting on New England, counting just 
thinking, I guess, that, hey, it's the Pats. They've lost two straight. Now it's Cincinnati, a get-right spot for, for the entire offense to get going here, especially maybe on the ground where the Bengals have allowed the second-most rushing yards per game, the, the second-most yards per game overall. But do you feel like this is like the old-school Pats where they can just go into Cincy and and Bill Belichick will just be like, ah, let's just pedal to the metal, let's go here, let's win by 20, 30 points? It just doesn't feel like that offense can do that at this yeah, point I don't of the think stage. It just, yeah, it's, it's, I don't think they can do it. Yeah, sorry to cut you off there. I, I don't think no, they have that it. gear. Um, I don't think you can take – I'm not taking them off my board just yet. Uh, this is still a, a good Patriots team against a significantly inferior Cincinnati opponent. So uh, winning a game by double digits uh, is not anywhere near out of the question. So this is a, this is a game that I'm definitely going to want to circle back to on Friday. As we sit here on Wednesday, it is not part of my seven for all the reasons you mentioned. And, and the biggest thing, again, is, I mean, we've talked about it time and time and time again. Maybe not quite as much as you've mentioned here, that podcast ground. But maybe just <laughs> shy of that is that this Patriots offense just doesn't have that gear. And what? How many games have you left feeling good about where this Patriots offense stands as a overwhelming force in the NFL? I mean, it just—it's not. It's there. been like since week six or seven. Yeah, and right. Came I mean, that's the Giants just, and Jets. Yeah, that's that, that's not what this team is, and it's not what they're going to be. And can. Bill Belichick still figure out a way to win a Super Bowl with the team that he has? Of course he can. Uh, if there's anyone who could do it, it's Bill Belichick, and we know that. And we're, no one's counting the Patriots out in those terms. But they're just not a team that I feel super comfortable uh, betting on to win by double-digit points on the road against a team that, you know, Bill Belichick said it himself uh, today in his press conference, uh, the the record is not indicative of the team that they have on the field. I totally agree with that. I don't, I'm not saying the Bengals, uh, you know, have bad luck their way out of playoff contention. They're still not a great team, but there are some better parts of this team than we've seen for most of the season. They've had a ton of injuries, and you know, they benched Andy Dalton for about a month. Uh, I think they probably have a, another win or two had Dalton been playing in those games that Ryan Finley played. So this is not a hopeless team. Uh, I do think that the pay, that the Bengals can keep this one under 10 points. Still keeping it on the board. Still might be something where I swing the other way because of what the Patriots are and the fact that they are obviously the far superior team between these two. But I, I just can't see myself getting all the way there because I, I just don't trust them to have enough offense to win a game by 10 points. I, I, I know. I, I feel like I may have them in my seven because, I mean, we got to pick seven and the, I, I haven't right, – right. there hasn't been a game yet that I felt great about, to be honest, that we're rolling through. My one thing is that – why I think they could probably win by 10 is is not because of their offense. It's it's just because of their defense, and that's that's exactly what it sure. is. I mean, Gilmore on Boyd, Auden Tate is out. Joe Mixon has been better. I mean, they, they were on a historic pace in terms of just rushing yards per game since Cincinnati. They were getting nothing at all from Joe Mixon, but they've been a top 10 rushing team since week eight, and if you look at Mixon, they've really just turned it over to him, and the offensive line has played a little bit better. I'm sure, obviously, Andy Dalton under center certainly helps this team, but I look at the team implied total at 15.5 for Cincinnati. I don't know if they get there. I mean that's that's tough. So we may you may have to sweat this one out. I know a lot of the bets, the public bets so far early, eighty five percent, the third most coming in on New England. I don't think that this is a smash spot. I don't think ever, anybody you know everyone should go and just 
roll out the pats in confidence and just years prior that they'll just be able to to score 30 points in this game i'm a little has i feel like it could be a 24 to 10 game 24 14 you're really right at that line you have to sweat that out but um check back on friday maybe just check back in a half an hour maybe i'll just lock them <laughs> in we'll see uh texans and titans this is a good one uh, yeah. division up for grabs you know minus three uh, tennessee houston as you said off the top of the show you just don't know what you're going to get from houston i mean especially offensively carlos hyde has slowed down a little bit Will Fuller out of the lineup. You expect Kenny Stills to be involved. He's hardly involved at all. Um, the offense has been hot and cold. The defense, is, they've given up so many big plays, especially to running backs out of the backfield catching balls and just over the top. They've given up a ton of plays as well. So I'm a little hesitant to lock in Houston. I, I, I agree with what you said earlier. I think they bounce back, and this is a, a competitive game. But this is one where I just want to I want to sit back. I want to watch these two teams go toe-to-toe, and I'm, just, I'm, I'm really not going to have any money involved. I will lean with the hotter team with the Titans and at home and what they've been able to do with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. I mean, Tannehill has just been, has he's just been so good. I don't think we've talked enough about Tannehill. 9.8 yards per attempt is, is leads the league. Number two is Matthew Stafford, 80.6. Haven't seen him play in a few weeks. Completion percentage, 73.4. I mean, Drew Brees leads the league at 73.6. There's just been so much greatness from Ryan Tannehill to turn this offense around. They're playing at a higher pace. The play action, we've, we've mentioned this a couple times. Henry has been just unbelievable but he's not running into walls anymore because you can blow the top off of the defense with a guy like A.J. Brown. We saw it last week. So have some question marks about Houston. Not sure I'm fully, fully buying in. All of that said, I don't know, I'm not sure I'm fully buying into this Titans team being that good, uh, Beller, but I will pick the Titans. But for sure, this is another stay away for me. Yeah, I don't know if there's really much more for me to add there. I think you uh, pretty much hit on every single Took point. It all. Uh, yeah, you did. Thanks. Thanks, Meanie. I had all these great things to say, and you just hogged it all. Hogged all this AFC South battle for first place spotlight, and now I've got nothing to say, except for the fact that the Titans' offense is rolling, and we've seen some real cracks in Houston's defense since losing J.J. Watt. I want no part of the Texans, even though I do think they bounce back. I just want no part of this game. Um, for all the reasons that you said, uh, give me uh, give me a, a cold drink and uh, some snacks, and I'll happily watch this game because I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and the stakes are obvious for everyone who knows anything about football, but I am not getting involved with my wallet in this one whatsoever. Will you get involved with Seattle and Carolina? Seahawks, six-point favorites on the road so. in Carolina. Yeah, no. I don't think so, but I see Too here in our points. show notes that you are you are going to get involved. I'm getting involved, yeah. I mean, this Carolina team just seems checked out to me. I mean, they've lost five straight games. Obviously, Ron Rivera's not, a lo- not around anymore. Five of six, or six of seven, rather. They've lost. They just haven't looked good. Two of those losses against Atlanta, one against Washington. So I, I know Russell Wilson hasn't looked all that great over the past couple weeks. They, they lost Richard Penny, who is starting to trend up. Tyler Lockett's been pretty much invisible, but and this is a road game in Carolina. All of those things I, I'm taking into consideration, but I'm also taking into consideration that Seattle needs to win this football game. They, they really do, and I think Russell Wilson gets right. You can just run all over Carolina, and every team has been able to do this, and Seattle's one of the better teams at running the football. They rely on the, on the run game. The offensive line has been fine. Chris Carson Carson's been a beast all season long, so I'll, I'll take Seattle on the road to win by a touchdown. Team applied total 27 for the Seahawks, Carolina 21. Just not digging this Panthers offense right now. I know McCaffrey is can McCaffrey can do enough on his own to win a game and upset a team, but um, I just what I've seen from Carolina Beller, just the struggles offensively and struggles defensively. Got to go with the better team that that's playing for something right now. So give me the Seahawks by six. 
Yeah, it's all sound logic. It's just a, it's a lot of points for a team that's not going to be able to rely on its defense and is going to have to rely more on Carolina's offensive ineptitude uh, than on its own defense to slow things down. And as bad as Carolina has been offensively, still got Christian McCaffrey there. So that's really the thing that scares me away. I mean, you look at uh, the last couple of games for this team. They gave up 28 to the Rams, 30 to Minnesota, held uh, the Eagles to 9, uh, 24 to San Francisco, 34 to Tampa Bay, 20 to Atlanta when Atlanta was playing pretty much its worst football of the season, 30 to Baltimore, 28 to Cleveland, 29 to the Rams the first time they played. I mean, this is just a team that all season hasn't been able to lean on its defense in any meaningful way, Uh, and you're going to have to do that to win a game by a touchdown on the road against a team that, uh, as bad as it's played, does have some legitimate offensive weapons. So that's really the thing that keeps me away from this game. I'm not totally writing it off my board. It's a game I'm going to want to think about the next couple of days, Uh, but for the time being, I just don't have enough confidence in it to put it in my seven. Do you have any confidence in backing the Chiefs again against the Broncos? Made Drew Locke look pretty good last week. As much as we were all over the, the Texans secondary, Locke, he was making some plays, and he's looked decent in, in his two starts. But the Chiefs, nine-and-a-half-point favorites against the Broncos. Is that too many points for you? Yeah, for right now, it is another game that I'm not going to totally cross off the list and uh, move on from entirely like some of these other ones that we've talked about. Obviously, the Chiefs are the far better team in this one. They're playing at home. Uh, They've been able to weather the storm, even though they haven't been quite the same offensive juggernaut that they were a season ago. Um, and, And this is like ground zero for running back doesn't matter, right? The Kansas City Chiefs, because I mean, you want to tell me that running backs don't matter at all? Uh, you know, I mean, obviously Patrick Mahomes has uh, dealt with a, an injury here and there this season, but look at this team without Kareem Hunt and with Kareem Hunt and the explosiveness uh, that, that that was brought to the table uh, last year and try to tell me with a straight face that running backs don't matter at all because you can't just replace a guy like that as we've seen from the Chiefs offense this season. Mahomes injuries, Tyreek Hill injuries, of course, those uh, are things that we have to acknowledge and that we can't just hand wave, but you know, those guys, no matter what position they play, uh, it's great to have uh, diverse ways to attack offenses. And a running back who can do what Kareem Hunt did was a very diverse part uh, or made Kansas City's offense a whole lot more diverse last year than it was, than it has been so far this season. So I think running back does matter. And I think that's part of the reason why we haven't seen quite the same explosion from the Kansas City Chiefs. And without that explosion, I don't have a, a huge amount of confidence as we sit here on Wednesday in them winning this game by 10 points, but definitely still keeping it on my board. This could be one I change my tune on by the time we get to Friday. Definitely not going to be backing the Broncos. This will be Chiefs or stay away. It's weird to see Mahomes' game log. I, I mean, there's going to be some regression. I mean, there are only a couple quarterbacks that threw 50 touchdowns, so obviously there's going to be a little regression, but... Last week in New England, I get it, but 283 and a touchdown the week before that against the Raiders. I guess that was a blow game, fine. 175 and a touchdown against the Chargers, 182 and a touchdown. It just seems weird that Mahomes only has three passing touchdowns in his last three games and he's been held under 200 passing yards. And two of those three, it's just a, the offense, you're right, it's just a little off. And maybe that does have uh, something to do with Kareem Hunt because he was phenomenal in this offense. Eight, 67% of the bets coming in on the Broncos, they're actually in the top 10 in terms of public bets. So uh, I think. I think that has something to do with Kansas City opening up as 13-point favorites. That's mm-hmm. a lot of points, 13, because we have been on the Broncos this year as just a competitive team. Don't take too much stock into their record. They've, they've hung around in some games. They've had some heartbreaking losses, especially early on in the season. So I think at 9.5, I will lean Kansas City, but um, check back on Sunday because I know for sure that they're just they're not going to be in my 7. Giants and Dolphins, um, get involved here with these two mediocre football teams, Beller. 
Yeah, I'm going to lean toward the Dolphins now. This is one that uh, I've mentioned a few games that I'm not taking entirely off my board. If one of those jumps in, the Dolphins uh, would likely be the first on the chopping block for me. But uh, you know, we've seen enough from this uh, from this Dolphins team this season, uh, a game they should have won against the Jets last week, uh, to think that they can stay within a field goal against a bad Giants team. I mean, it's just a flat-out bad Giants team, a bad defense and offense that doesn't seem to be able to uh, make the whole greater than the sum of its parts and I just don't want to trust them to win a game by more than a field goal against anyone in any venue so even without the thing that concerns me is that the Dolphins just have a ton of injuries in their yeah, secondary Devontae Parker now too. and Devontae oh, Parker yeah. might not play so th- that, I mean, th- those are reasons why I would back off of them in the next 48 hours so Devontae Parker's not playing all those injuries in the secondary whether it's Eli Manning or Daniel Jones I think they'll be able to take advantage of what Miami puts out there on Sunday uh, so if if there is no Devontae Parker and Miami isn't at its full capacity to answer then I might come off of this but for the time being I just think that this is too many points uh, for a team that has been I mean legitimately among the worst all season. Uh, I mean, everything that the Giants have done this year places them among the very worst teams in the NFL. And for them to be laying three and a half uh, against a Dolphins team that has shown a pretty good amount of fight over the last two months of the season, uh, it just feels way off to me. So I'm going to back the Dolphins for the time being. All right. Yeah. Keep an eye on, check back in on Friday. We'll have some news about Parker. I think Parker, if Parker's sidelined, I I think it'd be hard for me to, to back Miami because he's just been a big part of that offense. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the Giants has just been so brutal. Uh, Daniel Jones did practice a limited fashion, but I think he's eyeing return potentially week 16. So we could see Eli Manning in there again, who, by the way, looked good in the first half. And then he looked like Eli Manning in the second half and couldn't, couldn't move the football at all. Sunday late games. Can you believe this spread? Um, Oakland and Jacksonville. I mean, the Raiders open up four-point favorites and now seven-point favorites in some spots, six and a half. Eighty percent of the bets coming in on the Raiders. That's the fifth most so far, uh, talking to you guys on a Wednesday. I understand the Jags have been brutal defensively. Uh, Gardner Minshew did not look good last week. DJ Chark in a walking boot, probably not going to play in this football game. But, I mean, the Oakland Raiders, to, to win by a touchdown, as brutal as they've been recently defensively, I mean, I, I can't get there, man. Yeah, way too many points. Way, way, way too many points. I thought this would be like Oakland four and a half, maybe. I mean, this is is just too many points, even without DJ Chark, and it does sound like Josh Jacobs is going to be able to play for Oakland. Uh, And even knowing all of that, this is just, it's just too many points. I mean, Oakland's defense can't stop anyone. And without DJ Chark, I still think Jacksonville's going to be able to move the ball. Um, This is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, over under at 45 and a half. I think it breezes past that, but I think it definitely stays within a touchdown. Uh, this is, uh, I don't think it takes much more analysis than far too many points for a team with uh, a defense as bad as Oakland's to be giving up uh, against almost any team. So, uh, yes, I think Gardner Minshew, uh, D.D. Westbrook, Chris Connolly, Leonard Fournette, I think I can get it going enough to keep this game within a touchdown. I really like the Jaguars in this one. Yeah, you just look at points allowed, 366 points allowed for the Raiders. Only Miami is allowed more in the AFC and then um, the Jags, I mean, 337 have allowed on the season, but just over the past few weeks, it's just been, it's, it's been a bloodbath, man. They just haven't been able to, to stop anybody. So I, it's a good call by you. 45 and a half. I like the over too. It could be a sneaky game from a DFS standpoint, but mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. not backing any of these teams to, to win by a touchdown. The Browns and Cardinals, Cleveland, two and a half point favorites in Arizona. Um, the Cardinals have kind of, 
as good as they were to us early on in the season, what they come in now, losers of six straight games, offense has kind of sputtered just slightly. Um, will you back the Cardinals this week? Or are you going to stay away from them? Yeah, believe it or not, I feel like I got to stay away. And this is like, this is yeah. totally set up for us, right? I mean, you've backed yeah, the Browns a ton is. this year. I've backed the Cardinals a ton this year, but just been burned too many times recently uh, that I got to take my foot off the gas on this one. Uh, it's been what, I, what I've, what I come, what I had come to expect from this Arizona offense uh, earlier in the season just hasn't been there now for weeks in a row. So I'm just not going to get in bed with this team until I see it again, which might not be until 2020. So I'm coming off the the Cardinals, but I see you are sticking with your guys. I'm sticking with the Brownies. Yeah, um, obviously there's some question marks with with the Browns and which Cleveland team is is going to show up. I thought, you know, honestly, like I said earlier, you know, they lost that turnover battle and and, and Cincinnati looked like the better offensive team. I think they probably easily could have won that game last week, but I think overall they're the better team than Arizona. You've just been able to to move the ball in Arizona pretty easily. There's been a lot of teams who have just they've struggled, and all of a sudden they see Arizona on the schedule, and and they just seem to get right. Maybe the Rams, one of those teams, they just looked like they were completely done, checked out, and they had just they had their way with Arizona. So 294 passing yards allowed per game. That's the most uh, in the NFL. And then 414 yards per game allowed is the most in the NFL too. So I understand Odell Beckham Jr. has not been right. He's battling through an injury. Patrick Peterson could potentially shut him down. But let's lean on Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Jarvis Landry has been really good. Potential get-right spot for, for Baker Mayfield. The, the team is better overall, the Browns team. It, it, it is as much as they've been hot and cold and Freddie Kitchens has looked he definitely looks like he's a one-and-done coach um, for the Cleveland Browns, but they're still alive. Like they, There's still a little bit of hope with this Cleveland team that they can make the playoffs. So on the road by a field goal, yeah, I'm going to yeah. lock in Cleveland. I'm gonna I understand why. I understand it. I understand it. And I really hope we do see a different coach there because I still believe in the assemblage of talent that they have in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, will Odell Beckham Jr. be a Brown next year? <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be a pretty different assemblage if he's gone. <laughs> For sure. Minnesota and the L.A. Chargers. Vikings, two-and-a-half-point favorites heading into La La Land. 44-and-a-half is the total. Um, it, I don't know. Is this a trap? I don't know. Minnesota's a better team here. <laughs> I'm just going to pick the Vikings to win by a field goal. Are you with me? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to worry about this one too much. Uh, Vikings are obviously <laughs> the better team. And another team, just like we're talking about with Green Bay, right? I mean, th- these two teams are on a collision course in Week 16. Um huge game. NFC North yes. could be on the line in that one. These are two teams that cannot afford a letdown this week. Both favored. Green Bay maybe in a slightly better spot at home against Chicago than the Vikings are going on the road to take on the Chargers. Uh, but this should be a, a nice spot for, for the Vikings. And uh, the Chargers are not the team that they were a season ago. And Kirk Cousins has looked excellent for like two months running now. Yeah, like it's time to believe that Kirk Cousins is the quarterback that he has shown us he's been the last two weeks uh, or last two months because he's done it largely without Adam Thielen. I mean, right. maybe he gets Thielen back in this game, but either way, I mean, the Vikings are just so obviously the better team. The spread only asks them to win by a field goal. I love the Vikings in this spot. Give me the Vikings with a ton of confidence. The one way it could go wrong is that their past defense really has been pretty bad this season and I still think that uh, the Chargers are built to exploit that weakness but even if they do uh, I don't think that they can fully keep up with what Minnesota is going to be able to bring to the table offensively uh, full systems go for uh, for Dalvin Cook I guess all systems go is the phrase not full systems go he's a full go all systems go for Dalvin Cook uh, looked just like himself a week ago I don't think the Chargers have any answer for him either so I like the Vikings offense to really get going in this one and I like that to be the reason why they win this game by at least to field goal 
Yeah, it hasn't been the old same uh, the same old Xavier Rhodes Rhodes close. I mean, this hasn't mm-hmm. been the case at all. They've they, yeah they've given up a a ton of big plays so far the Vikings this season, but they're their overall better team, a lot to play for. I wonder if it has anything to do with. I know it's a road game, but forty five points. The fact that the Chargers put forty five points up, and you're right, they can potentially attack them through the air. There's Chargers still have some pretty good players on offense, but uh, I, I'm with you. I think we just go with a better team here in Minnesota just to win by a field goal. 49ers, 11-point favorites against the Falcons. 47.5 is the total. Team applied total for the Niners. 29, as we just saw them put up. 48 in New Orleans against the Saints. Too many points? Are you waiting to see if some of these guys on defense, like Richard Sherman, potentially going to be? It looks like he's actually could be week to week. Um, they they do have some guys banged up in the secondary, but the Falcons got some, some guys banged up as well. I mean, Julio hasn't been playing 100. He hasn't been 100% for a few weeks. Calvin Ridley is not going to play in this football game. Um, will you back? Because you said earlier, now you feel confident rolling with the 49ers team to win by double-digit uh, points. Will you back them this weekend? I'm definitely going to be backing them in my pool where I pick every single game because the teams that cover these big spreads are complete teams, teams that uh, we have a ton of confidence in on both sides of the ball. The yeah. 49ers fit that bill. Uh, they could easily get into my seven. It's just what you said. I, I want to see how some of these injury situations shake out over the next couple of days, not just with their game, but with some of the other games that we've discussed uh, right here. So I'm not quite ready to put them as one of my seven right now. That's why we've got the Friday show, folks, because uh, by the time Friday rolls around, we're going to have a lot clearer picture on pretty much every single team in the league. But, uh, man, this San Francisco team, I mean, with what we saw from them against New Orleans, I yeah, like I said, I'm just not afraid uh, to trust them in any spot, and they're just so much better than Atlanta. And and without Kelvin Ridley, with a banged-up Julio Jones, I don't see how Atlanta comes close to keeping up in this game. So I definitely lean lean heavily in San Francisco's direction. 48 hours from now, I don't know if they're going to be in my seven or not. But as we talk about every single game, I feel better about them uh, being in there than not being in there, just not going to put them in there right now. Yeah, and it might come down a little bit. I mean, they opened up at 12-point favorites. It's it's possible. Maybe it gets to 10.5-10. I don't think it'll get to, you know, Nine and a half just seems like maybe a little bit of a stretch, but if some of these guys are out defensively, maybe that that's possible. So if you do really like the the Niners, maybe you just wait out a little bit. Um, this one here, Dallas opened up three point favorites, and everyone just smashed the Rams. I mean, eighty nine percent of the bets so far, number one public bet right now, Rams eighty nine percent, and they're now favored to win this football game in Dallas against the boys by one point. The total has jumped from forty seven to forty nine. Uh, I know where you're going. I'm probably going to join you, um, but I think it's just – this is going to be a good game. I really do feel like it will be a good game. A lot to play for for both teams, but, I mean, if you've just watched the Rams recently and the Cowboys recently, I think, you know, you have to go with the better team, and at least right now that looks like the Rams. There's just so many question marks with Dallas right now, Beller. Yeah, this is just clearly uh, the, the uh, – don't – don't overthink it pick of the week. This is the don't me. overthink it this one? This is the don't overthink it play of the week, meaning right here. We got to get at least one more in, right? Rams are just the better team. I mean, that's the bottom line here. And, like, I mean, look at the teams that these two teams have beaten. Compare them against one another. Forget about home field. Uh, the Rams are just uh, the Rams are just flat out the better team. I just have a lot more confidence in what they can do week in and week out than what the Cowboys can do. Uh, so I think the Rams win this one. I mean, the, just and the way that they were, they, they've been able to – Get things clicking recently. Uh, the offense looked very good against Arizona a couple weeks ago, obviously. It followed up with a strong performance at home against Seattle last week. Seattle was Washington never in that case. game. 
Sorry yeah, to cut right? you off. I mean, they were was, never in that game. Yeah, and the Rams have totally uh, you know washed the taste of that ugly loss to Baltimore out of their mouths. They're just the better team, plain and simple. They've got the better offense. They've got the better defense. Um, I think the Rams win this game, uh, even in Dallas. Uh, like the indoor environment for the Rams offense, I think that definitely plays to their offensive strengths. Uh, we started to see them lean a little bit more on Todd Gurley. Running backs don't matter. I don't think so. Uh, Todd Gurley has looked pretty good for this team over the last couple of weeks. So uh, give me the Rams. Uh, I really like them in this one. Yeah, you wonder if that was if McVeigh had that in the back of his mind that you know maybe. Gurley would be limited in the first few weeks of the season that he would turn things over at this point of the year. They're, they're, Higby's looked great, not only catching the ball, but blocking for them. Uh, you know, Robert Woods is one of the better wide receivers at blocking as well. So it seems like they have turned things over to Todd Gurley, and he's looked pretty good over the past few weeks if you don't count that Baltimore game. So, yeah, I mean, this is a Dallas team that's lost three straight, four or five. The one win that they had came against the Lions, and they hardly won that game. It was 35-27. to 27. So this offense looks like it struggled recently. And just the tackling, what I saw Thursday against the Bears like this team couldn't tackle they just looked I I don't know what it is man maybe it is Jason Garrett maybe they just don't want to play for this guy maybe there's just they just seem rattled but there's one team that's trending down and there's one team that's trending up and that's that's the LA Rams Sunday night football this game was flex Steelers and Bills that's right Steelers and Bills you said last week if you asked me in August at that point this point of the season where the Steelers would be without all of those weapons does seem like James Conner could potentially return this week Juju Smith Juju Smith-Schuster could potentially return as well. Check back in on Friday. The Steelers now two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Bills. Man, Buffalo just looked so good defensively against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. They easily, easily could have won that game if they could do anything offensively themselves. And that's the big fear here. We have two teams who are great defensively, struggle in terms of putting up offense. It's why we have a 36.5 uh, total game total. The Bills at 17 for their team implied total and, and the Steelers at 19.5. Do you have a direction that you're leaning here? Did Buffalo do enough for you to back them last week? Yeah, I'm I'm leaning toward Buffalo right now. Um, you've got two great defensive teams, and one team that has the I think obvious quarterback advantage. Uh, because of that, I will take that team, especially when they're getting points. Uh, that for me is a pretty easy formula to back. Now I will say that this is a game that I could end up coming off of because. I mean, this Steelers defense is just incredible. And I don't care what happens the last couple weeks of this season. Give Mike Tomlin the Coach of the Year award right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. I mean, it is remarkable what this team has been able to do. They're 8-5, and five, meaning 8-5, and five, yeah. and they are not just like walking over cupcake teams. And I, the way that they had to reinvent themselves, right? I mean, this was they were always going to have – I think this defense was probably always going to grow into itself the way that it has. Uh, but they were still going to be a team. I mean, Roethlisberger, Juju, James Conner, they were still going to be, even without Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, they were going to be a team that expected to be explosive on offense. And you lose Ben Roethlisberger as early as you do. And they had to become a team that won with defense. And maybe we should have seen this coming when after they lose Roethlisberger, they made that trade for Minka Fitzpatrick. Like clearly, they were not treating this season as a lost cause just because they lost Roethlisberger. And the way that they have made themselves into one of the best defensive teams and a team that can win consistently with defense uh, has just been incredible. And what a job that this coaching staff, top to bottom, has done this season. So I think Mike Tomlin deserves that award. I think that they deserve to be favored in this game. But still, they're looking at their mirror image with the better quarterback. And that's what concerns me about backing them in this one. That is why I will go with the Bills semi-reluctantly. This could be one I come off of in favor of probably the Chiefs is the one I like the most of all the ones I've mentioned as possibly getting into my seven. 
but for the time being, I'm gonna I'm gonna trust Buffalo's uh, offense. I'm gonna trust what we saw uh, against Baltimore last week, the way that they could have won that game as well. I think Josh Allen does enough for the uh, Bills to uh, at least stay within that field goal, if not win this game outright. Yeah, the killer bees, all of them gone. Ben, Bell, Brown, and still <laughs> eight yeah. and five. Yeah, it is. It is very impressive. I'm staying away right now. I w- again, I was just extremely impressed with with Buffalo. I mean, they held Lamar Jackson in check. They really did, and and they hung around in that football game. They had an opportunity to win it. I think if Juju and Connor come back, I think that's a pretty big advantage to this to for this Pittsburgh offense. Who you're right have just been winning football games because of their defense. But to get those two guys back, I think that would be enough for me to lean. Steelers at home but this is going to be uh I'm glad they flexed it because I know a lot of people were in you know they were they were kind of just they were I, I don't know if it was tongue-in-cheek but like oh man Steelers and Bills Sunday night who cares like nah man this is this is this could is what I want to see yeah, yeah. It, it could it could be a fun one Monday night football Saints and Colts New Orleans at nine and a half or nine uh, according to Westgate they did open up ten and a half in some in some spots um yeah, nine and a half in, in one spot for sure. Uh, right now, nine according to Westgate at home against a banged up Colts team. Dontrell Inman is uh, Inman's back, um, back again for another go. With uh, I saw that this <laughs> morning with with the Colts. Um, again, there's a lot to play for still with the Saints, despite losing last week and already being locked into a playoff spot. So I think that alone is enough for me to take them. I know it's a lot of points, but. Saints at home to win by 10. I think they win by a couple touchdowns. I think they win by 14, 14 to 17 points. I think they blow out the Colts. Yeah, this. I don't think it would count as an episode of Best on the Board if at least one of us didn't pick the Saints, <laughs> if not both of us. And that's what we've got. We've got the latter because I'm going with the Saints as well. Um, I know I sound like a broken record on this team, uh, but you know you take uh, – obviously you want them to win when you're backing them the way that we did. Uh, last week, uh, and they didn't, but I still take positives away from that game for this team, namely the fact that they were able to just move the ball uh, up and down the field all day against a great San Francisco defense and do it largely with you know marginal uh, contributions from Alvin Kamara. I believe in this offense entirely, and I think that they get that going at home against the Colts. Uh, a great performance from the Colts this season, too. Uh, not quite on the level of what Pittsburgh did, but uh, maybe the next best team that uh, made the most out of what it was uh, out of the hand it was dealt this season. Uh, but that's not going to be enough to keep them uh, close in this game. I think the Saints win this one going away, and that uh, people who are watching it in the fourth quarter are only doing it because they've got fantasy investments in it. Uh, otherwise, I think this is going to be a total Saints walkover. Yeah, what a tough year for the Colts with all these injuries. It's just, it's, I'm, I've still been pretty impressed the fact that they've been able to hang around, and Frank Reich deserves a lot of credit for that as well. Um, you know, maybe Philly should have kept him because uh, they're <laughs> talking about the offense, you know, struggling over the past couple of years, especially early on in games. And, you know, I think Frank Reich did a, a heck of a job, and Philly is doing a great job in Indy as well. Okay, so that will do it. Uh, let you take away the seven. Uh, potential quote-unquote lock them in but we will be back on friday to definitely lock them in but who's your seven as of right now yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna list them uh in like in basically confidence. descending order of confidence so green bay minnesota new orleans really can't see myself coming off of any of those three teams i think the rams are probably in there as well so those are my top four the next three i've got jacksonville buffalo and Miami. Those are the games I could see myself playing around with. Uh, the ones that I that I like that I don't have quite in there. Kansas City, 
New England, probably just those two. So maybe two of those teams find their way into my uh, into my seven. But for the time being, I'm going Green Bay, Minnesota, New Orleans, Los Angeles Rams, Jacksonville, Buffalo, and Miami. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, good couple of similarities here. I'm on the Vikings as well. I am going to be on Jacksonville and the Saints. So those are those are three teams. Um, you know, I think in in terms of confidence, it would probably be. New Orleans, Minnesota, uh, and then even on the road, Seattle. So I'm, I'm locking in those three uh, along with Jacksonville. So that's four. I'm going to back the Brownies, of course. Uh, and obviously. Yeah, obviously. And as of right now, I'm going to put in the Pats, um, not because of their offense, not because of Spygate 2, not because they have all the plays <laughs> in the sidelines. It's just, uh, I think, mostly because of their defense, and I don't expect the Bengals to do a whole lot offensively. Uh, so I will lock in New England right now to win by 10. And then that seventh team, let's go with the Chiefs. Let's go with KC. Uh, I know they blew out Denver earlier in the season with Patrick Mahomes going down in that football game. I still think there's a lot for them to to play for right now. I have been impressed, like I said, with Drew Locke, and Denver hasn't been a roll. They haven't been a team that you can just roll. They haven't been a pushover. So I will I will put in KC right now. So there's the seven. If you again, Survivor, good on you. <laughs> if you're hanging around, you haven't won your pool yet. My goodness, um, lots of different ways that you can go at this time of the year. Uh, just keep doing your thing. Um, you, you'll be fine. <laughs> I like we're it. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> just keep we doing are rooting your thing, for you. Right? Definitely keep doing your thing, and yeah, we're rooting I, for you. I mean. We're, at this point of the year, you could be you could have to pick that jet that Giants in Miami game. You might have yeah. to pick one of those two. Yeah, dude, I bet all Survivor pools are done by now. Yeah, all done. Okay, <laughs> Michael Beller, give him a follow on Twitter at M Beller, myself at Chris Meany. Uh, again, thanks for taking the time to hang out. Theathletic.com slash best on the board. We get you forty percent off a subscription, and then you can hang out with us on Friday as we lock in those picks, go through some of the top public bet teams that have been betted on so far because those things will change as of right now it's Rams, Seahawks, Pats, Vikings, Raiders, Bills, Dolphins, Broncos, Eagles, and Saints. We'll have some injury news on Friday. Check back. Enjoy the Thursday night football game between the Ravens and the Jets. Good luck in your fantasy football playoff matchups. We'll be back on Friday. Take care.